Good morning, good afternoon, good meeting, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time with our good friend and Monday guest, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing fantastic, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing great. So if people don't know, you are the entrepreneur. You run a business. You started businesses, multi-businesses. You grew something from nothing to a, a, a nine-figure exit. And uh, given that, you've had to hire people. You've seen different environments. The business cycle is real. All of those things. I just want to talk to you about the economy as we sit here, October of 2021. You ready for that? Let's do it. So I know there's lots of going on. We've done something that both you and I have never experienced, right? We essentially shut the economy down February, March, April of 2020. We are now seeing the economy restart. We're seeing supply chain issues. We're seeing uh, record job openings. I think there's 11 or 12 million job openings. And yet, we also have on the other end of that, we have about 3 million less jobs. I think the number is 3.8 million people in jobs than, than pre-pandemic. So, uh, you know, I just want to, where do you think we are at the economy? There's some people out there talking about we're already in a recession or a depression. The economy is horrible. Um, you know, get out of the way. Uh, there's lots of people that uh, preach crash. And, and now that they've been wrong about real estate for 15 months, now they're talking about the economy and this horrific crash and you know, get out of the way. So, so what do you think about the economy? Well, you know, I think the economy overall has continued to be in good shape. I mean, we had a hiccup in the pandemic, the Fed jumped in, government jumped in and, you know, propped it up, but it was doing extremely well. Prior to that, that was a little hiccup that um, we've come out of about, you know, kind of what we were talking that 18 month time frame, vaccines, treatments, you know, things like that needed to happen in order to get the pandemic behind us and you know obviously open the country and the world back up but you know clicks you get clicks by preaching doom and gloom and preaching you know um euphoric you know all-time highs I and mean, that's how you get clicks right so people guess, on youtube yeah. are looking for clicks now let's talk about what a recession is a recession yeah. is a definition of recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced generally identified by a fall in GDP by two consecutive or two successive quarters. Correct. Um, you know, so obviously by definition, we were in a recession when the pandemic hit because, yep. you know, we shut down. Self-induced, yep. Yeah, it was self-induced. But since since we've opened back up, what's happened? Boom, you know, we're back off to the races, record earnings, you know, people are spending money. Um, you know, the job market is not indicative of where the economy is because that's unemployment by choice. Yep. You know, um, now, what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that don't feel safe going back to work. There's yep. a lot of people that don't want to take a vaccine and they're saying, Hey, you're not going to make me take it. So I'm not going yep. to go to work. Yep. You know, those types of things. So that, you know, that's by choice. Some of it is by necessity. They, you know, they're, they're for those reasons, kids, you know, yeah. aren't able to go to school and things like that. So they're having to stay home still and take care of kids and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Even with the unemployment bonus that's been eliminated, people are still choosing not to work that otherwise would have been working. And some people have figured out other ways to make money. Yeah. You know, which is, which is great. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm all about that, you know, and yeah. those types of things. So as far as the overall economy goes, we're still doing great, man. We got a building boom. We can't build fast enough. The real estate market's great. The stock market's doing good. You know, businesses that, you know, can reopen and have reopened are doing better. The hospitality, travel industry and all that, you know, uh, in terms of hotels, restaurants and things, they're not back to full on, you know, mm -hmm. like we've seen movie theaters obviously aren't. And, you know, but by the United States economy as a whole, people haven't been able to travel outside of the US. So all of those dollars have stayed inside the US. So that's kind of helped. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, by no means are we in a recession at the moment or no. we never even hit depression level. No, yeah. 
again, that's all about clicks. And again, there's there's folks out there that every every video every video title says crash and, and all of these things. But when oh, I wasn't the real estate market supposed to crash by now, according to you know Kiyosaki and Ken McElroy and everybody, yes, we were supposed yes. to have all this yeah. forbearance inventory flooding the market and yeah. bringing the housing market down. And you and I yeah. said all along, there's not enough out there to make a dent. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So uh, when I think about uh, again, people, if you want to tell a scary story. All you have to do is find one number and not have context of what's going on. So I just want to attack this one number, right? There's one number that talks about 3.8 million less jobs today than let's call it February of 2020, right? Before we shut down. If that's going to be the only number you talk about, then let's talk about that number. I think there's a couple of things that have happened that would really- So, so define that again, 3.6 million less jobs available. Is no. that what you're saying? People in jobs. Uh, so okay. ba basically there was, I have the numbers here, I think there were 156 million people in jobs, uh, February of 2020. And now there's 152 million, something like that. Anyways, the Delta is 3.8. That's the Delta. So again, I live in the real world where real people make real choices. There are lots of things that can explain that 3.8 million Delta. First and foremost, let's not forget that baby boomers are increasingly getting to the age to retire. And a lot of folks have choose, chosen to retire uh, now, uh, you know, when maybe they would have chosen to retire a year or two later. They're like, hey, I'm close enough. I'm good. I'm going to sell my home. I'm going to go live in Florida or Arizona or wherever they want to go. So we have seen, just like we saw new cars, just like we saw this, just like we saw that, the shutdown of the economy forced people to make logical family decisions earlier than they normally would. And some of that will be retired. Number two, there is without question uh, individuals who have had to make a choice, as you brought up, I need to take care of my kids. Maybe they're a single parent, uh, you know, whatever it is, but daycare has been a real problem. Uh, and people are like, hey, I can't leave my kids at home by themselves. I have to stay home, right? It's, it's Technically, I guess it's a choice, but it's not really a choice. It's not a choice we would wish on everyone. Uh, so there's a lot of people that aren't in jobs. And we've seen that with the participation rate that came out last week with the jobs number for September. So again, if, if you want to go pointing at some number and only talk about 3.8, again, calling, calling this the U.S. economy historically bad because there's 3.8 million people not in jobs that were before is beyond stupid to me well it, you know it's probably naive naivety depending on who's you know saying that and just lack of understanding of you know what's going on and what's really happening and the other thing is that you know from an asset standpoint people yeah you know people that are choosing to sell their house right now and retire early because maybe they thought it would take another three four five years to get to the values that they're at now they have so yeah. much equity in their property baby boomers you know to yeah. your point people retiring um <laughs> stock markets you know all-time highs um, you know, people have been able to cash out of that a little bit. We've saw yeah. some profit taking recently. Record and, savings. Know. We've had record mm -hmm. savings. It's, they, they, people will go back when they have to, right? If you have record savings and all this stuff and you can move and live a cheaper place. One of the things I just saw in the Bay Area, this is just like a local story, right? So everybody should know if you watch my channel, I have two new puppies now, right? Uh, Happy and Sunny. So Happy is getting to the age where she needs her first haircut. So we took her to our old groomer. Uh, back when we had Jim and Joe, and uh, they can't hire any groomers, so they shut it down. Mm -hmm. We went to our backup, 
same answer. Can't hire any groomers. So now we have to do a mobile dog groomer, which to your point is an entrepreneur. That person who has that mobile dog groomer likely was somebody who worked at one of these two facilities we used to go to. So entrepreneurship is up. People are finding other ways to get it or they just moved, right? It's too expensive to live in the Bay Area. I only make whatever I make doing, you know, cutting dog hair. I'll go do that somewhere else cheaper. So, and how do you fix that? Well, eventually these companies will raise the prices or wages of dog groomers to attract more folks. And then I'll have to pay more to get my freaking dogs. It's you, just, are, you already are. I mean, everything's going cycle. across the board, you know, because yeah. of lack of, of available help, you know, we can't get goods into the country. We can't get mm-hmm. the services, you know, performed fast enough. You know, what's really interesting and it would be interesting to track. I don't know if we've ever had a time in the history of this country where we've had way more job openings than people to fill them like we have now. Oh, the, it's a, um, I've looked it up. It's, it's, it's a record. It's a record gap. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, there's help wanted signs. People are limiting hours, cutting back because, you know, there's not enough people, you know, to fill the jobs. And uh, the question is how long will that continue? You know, at some yeah. point, and my, my guess is people that have exited the workforce for, you know, a number of different reasons probably can make it through the end of the year going into oh, next sure. year. And, and then we'll probably see some of that pick back up again. Yeah. You know, especially with the inflation we're seeing, you know, it's yeah. it's eating into that savings. Gas prices are at record highs again. Heating, heating is up. Cotton is up. Well, I mean, and they're calling everything. for one of the, you know, one of the worst winters we've seen in oh, a while. Geez, so that's that's what put, we need. Yeah, that's going to put pressure on a lot of things. Yeah, I saw something the other day, you know, about the whole, um, you know, this Arctic cold front that's coming down and we have La Nina this year instead of El Nino or vice versa. I can't remember. One of them makes it colder. The other one makes it warmer. Mm. Um, so we're in the colder, you know, season this colder year for season, that. Yeah. So wow. yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but no, by no means has our GDP, our GDP has been straight up ever since the bottom of March, you know, mm-hmm. 2020, we've been straight up ever since, especially since we've been able to reopen and especially with, you know, the money that's had to stay inside the country because travel is still. Yeah, limited. that's that's a good point. I had not thought of that. Yeah. And given your experience in restaurants, I just want to play this out um, again. This was before you became the entrepreneur, right? You were running restaurants. So I read a story about a restaurant who did the following. And I think this is the answer for lots of small businesses, unfortunately. And it's why inflation is going to get nasty. So there was a restaurant who was having difficulty hiring people. Shocking, right? Busters, uh, uh, wait staff, cooks, all that stuff. So what did they do? They took uh, their average starting wage, which I think was 15 bucks, and they jacked it up to $25. That's a significant move, right? Guess what happened, Greg? They got all kinds of applications. They could pick from the best of the best, and now they are fully staffed, no problem. Interesting, right? Well, guess what the restaurant owner had to do? The restaurant owner went back to their menu and jacked up prices by a minimum of 30%. That is the environment we are in. If you want to hire people, you will raise salaries. Salaries will go up. Your margins will come down. And you fix that by raising prices. This is why inflation is nasty. It is price elastic. And again, you'll never cut those wages. Uh, you won't, once, once people get that, they, you won't go backwards. And thus, you've got to raise prices. So I think that's just a single sample of what I think increasing business owners figure out over the next 12 months is if they want to, they want the right people, they have to pay up. And if they pay up, they're going to jack up prices for goods or services. And, and that's, that's the environment we're in, a la the 1970s. Yeah, we've seen it. So in my area, I'm on the East Coast in Virginia, and you know, generally wages for fast food workers were 10, 12, 
maybe 15 bucks an hour, you know, for, for long-term high-end employees, but mostly around 10, 12. Yep. I mean, you're seeing people at 20 bucks an hour now advertising for, you know, fast food workers. So, yeah. you know, even that is growing. I don't even know where kitchen wages are right now, but they've got to be north of 20 bucks to get people to work. Yeah. And again, the whole point of this is that feels good for a minute until you realize that your hamburger is 30% more expensive or salad or whatever you're choosing. Well, I think people already are. And, you know, the, the issue now going into the holidays is we're seeing record high gas prices, energy costs are going to go through, you know, are, are through the roof overall. You know, we're going to get start seeing those surpluses, like, you know, for anything that's delivered, you see that fuel surcharge on it, you know, like if you get propane or oil or whatever, um, you know, electricity, even the power company in this area, I don't know how it works out there, but we have Dominion Energy in our part of the country is one of the main, you know, power companies and they'll put a fuel surcharge on there whenever fuel yeah. goes up and things like that. And all these little things chip away at people's budgets, you know, automobiles, you know, have doubled in the last few years. And, you know, that payment has increased, even though interest rates are low, payments creeping up because cars, instead of 50,000, you know, now they're 60, you know, yeah. and you know, things like that, cost of housing, real estate. So, you know, inflation is real. There is some transitory effects, but a lot of it is here to stay and it's going to be longer term. And, you know, the consumers are the ones that make the rules. So if people, you know, can't afford to eat out all the time, then, you know, they won't. And then that brings business down and, you know, it's, it's kind of a cycle, but it's a business. Cycle. We've never seen wages go backwards to your point. No, doesn't happen. So this is a very good conversation. What we're going to do in topic number two is we're going to talk about the 1970s. I did 50 years of research. I think we are repeating. I think first and foremost, the government and the Fed are repeating the mistakes of the 60s that led to the 70s. So we're going to talk about uh, how to use inflation because I don't think you beat inflation. I think you either use it or don't. So we're going to talk about that next. But before we do, how do people follow you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. All my info is there. YouTube, podcast, uh, gregdickerson.com. Yeah, just so you know, Greg, I copied your site. I actually am paying somebody to go to one rental or re throw one rental at a time.com away and rebuild it modeling after you. I liked how simple and straightforward <laughs> your site is. So thank you for being another example for me. Awesome.